We about to get Gabby AF, Gabby AF. We about to get Gabby AF, Gabby AF. It's nothing less because you rocking with the best. Hello and welcome to the debut, the very first episode of Gabby AF. I'm so excited and I am your host, Gabby Laspisa. I am reintroducing myself into the world, the podcasting world of pro wrestling. So you don't know who I am. Let me do a quick intro. I'm not one for intros. I am a long-winded talker, but I'm going to try to do this quick. Um, I was the producer of Busted Open for five years, and I am someone who didn't know pro wrestling going into it, and now I'm basically a diehard fan. You guys have brainwashed me into becoming this pro wrestling fan, and I cannot shake it for myself, so it's super exciting. And when I got laid off, unfortunately, due to budget cuts from SiriusXM earlier this year, I was like, I can't just walk away from pro wrestling now. Now I'm in it. Now I'm in it. I'm a fan and I love it so, so much. I backstage interview. I've done a couple of cool things for WWE. And now I'm on my own as Gabby Laspisa with Gabby AF. And I'm ready to go. And I'm so excited if you're here for the first episode taking this journey with me because it's going to be super exciting. I'm very very outspoken. I will curse a little bit. I'm from New Jersey. I apologize already, but you know, that's just how it is. I'm going to be completely honest with you on all my takes. I'm going to talk about my life a little bit. You're going to get to know me way more than you ever have before. So even if you have known me from Busted Open and you have come here, I thank you. But it's going to be a little different because I'm going to be open and raw about my life, my takes on pro wrestling, and just kind of everything. So strap in because it's going to be interesting and it's going to be fun. And I'm super excited to have you here. And thank you so much. Now, without further ado, let's get this episode started because I want to get into it. I'm already chomping at the bit to talk pro wrestling. It's been a few months, guys. I know you missed my voice. I've missed talking to my friends. That's what I want to do here. And before anything, producer Tony, introduce yourself to the right, audience. Well, Gabby, yeah, please. First of all, is is we're sorry or I'm sorry, like the state motto of New Jersey. It might as well be. I mean, again, sorry for substandard pizza. You know, for the smell when you drive through. I mean, I'm in a You're welcome superior, to the pizza. I'm in a superior pizza state here in Connecticut, you know, home of the worldwide leader and the greatest uh, wrestling entity that's ever existed. So um, clearly I've fallen really short of my uh, lifelong aspirations. But I'm here to help Gabby as she launches on her new endeavor. I'm very excited and very honored to be a part of this. And uh, I mean, let's get right into it. I mean, yes, we're Italian. Sir. We love a good sandwich. Uh, let's talk about Monday Night Raw. All right. And he's saying sandwich because the one thing I've noticed watching Raw every single week is I'm pretty sure Judgment Day has become the sandwich of Raw. They are the bread of the sandwich. You got all the meat in between, but they're starting Raw and they're finishing Raw every single week that I watch it. And I do not hate it. Um, I think the trajectory, that's the word, that's a word, whatever. We'll make it a word because I can do what I want. It's my show. I can make words now. This is kind of exciting. The trajectory, the trajectory of when the judgment day started to what they are now to me is just insane. I remember watching them early on and they kept saying, we're the best faction. We are the number one faction. We're, we're who you want to be. And I was like, yeah, but you don't have any belts. You don't have any titles. You don't have any championships. Why are you the best? And now they got them all. So I kind of love the way that they're coming in, it's always starting it. You always got the music hits and I kind of know what's going on. And then it's always set up for some kind of main event. And they're that bread. And if you are from New Jersey, if you are Italian, you do know the bread 
is probably the most important thing on a sandwich. You can't have bad bread. It's got to be crisp. It's got to be soft enough. It's got to have that bite when you enjoy your sandwich. Sure, the meats are kind of similar. It's whatever you put in it. That's who you're choosing. But if the bread isn't good, it doesn't matter what's in the middle. The bread is what matters. And if we're going to talk Judgment Day, if you want to talk the best part of the bread, the crisp, I would say, it's Miss Rhea Ripley, who to me is the leader of the Judgment Day, hands down. Mommy is always on top. She is really the driving force of Judgment Day for me. I look forward to seeing Rhea Ripley on my screen every single Monday night. She is like the shining, beaming light for me. Um, I love her being champion. I love everything about her. I love the way she presents herself. I love the way she talks. I love the little bit of comedic relief between her and Dirty Dom because it's just so good and it's so likable. And I, I love everything that they're doing. And I think it's going to be interesting to see her next really, really big feud. I, I think they're kind of leaning it towards Nia Jax because now Nia's back and she's this huge powerhouse. Um, she's got that five-way coming up at Crown Jewel. So that'll be interesting. But I don't want to see that title off of her anytime soon. I just kind of want to see her continue to shine and do what she's doing because she's she's got those men in her pocket at the Judgment Day. And it's it, it's interesting because mommy's on top and they follow mommy wherever she has to go. So I'm a big, if, big Ripley fan. If Rhea Ripley is the bread of the Judgment Day sandwich, does that make Dom the Gabagool? What what would Finn Balor be? Would he be like the special sauce? What, what would we call uh, Damian Priest? Well, so, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, Damien, Damien's special. He could be, no, Dom's like the condiment, I think, because. Dom's the condiment. Yeah, he's kind of like the little shit that, like, ugh, like we love him. You, like, you can't have sandwich. a sandwich without, you don't want a dry sandwich, you know what I mean? You don't want it to not have any kind of anything to make it a little bit moist, if if you will. I'll say that word. I don't care. I'm moist. not one of those. I I push the envelope. I'm saying moist on my first podcast ever. He makes it moist and mommy loves that. So he's the condiment, I would say. And then you got, I think Finn and Damien are the meats and the veggies. It's kind of, it depends on what they are for the day. Sometimes I love them when they're, I love them. They're stacked up meats. And when they bother me, they're the veggies. Cause it's like, you know, veggies are good for a sandwich, but. It's it's more so you gotta have a little roughage to get through the a crispness of the lettuce. A, a little bit, and then you gotta make it colorful. But listen, I've never met a sandwich I didn't like. I will say so. It's <laughs> it's a compliment all around, and I'm gonna eat the whole thing no matter what. So I mean, I'll I take think it when, as it is. Well, you look at where Judgment Day started with Edge and um, obviously Rhea Ripley and Damian Priest, and it didn't look like it was ever gonna kind of get off, you know, get off the ground in that iteration. And now, if you put it on paper. Okay, we're gonna have Finn Balor. We're gonna have Damian Priest. I mean, Ripley and Dom Mysterio. You would probably put Finn and then Damian at the top of that. But I, like you mentioned, I Rhea Ripley is the the bread, the MVP of Judgment Day, and Dom right there is where they get all of their heat. Where all of the you know crowd reaction seems to you know stem from. What makes them yeah. such great heels on that roster, and I, yeah. I can't get enough of it. And it's, it's obviously it's made me enjoy Finn Balor's work more because it's a little different role than we're used to him you know being in and. Sure. I mean, do you see Damian Priest as a future world champion? He's been carrying around that money in the bank, you know, briefcase for a while now. Yeah. Well, and that's going to be interesting, too. I'm kind of looking forward to that. And I like that he hasn't just cashed it in for, like, nothing right now. I kind of like that they're letting it simmer because I really want to be invested when he does. But you mentioned something that makes me want to go to my next point is 
the, the booze for Dom. And something I did want to start here in my podcast is a little bit of a segment that I call faking it because as someone who has a roommate and I have friends that none of my friends watch pro wrestling, I kind of force my friends to watch pro wrestling with me, right? Because I love it. It's a huge part of my life. And I think pro wrestling is cool. So I'm making pro wrestling fucking cool again with all my friends who don't know that this shit exists in the world and it's a beautiful thing. So faking it is going to be the segment where I force them to watch pro wrestling and they're fake fans, right? They're not they wouldn't consider themselves fans. They'll never say they're fans, but sometimes they sit down with me and they make comments of things as an outside fake, fake fan of this beautiful sport that is pro wrestling. And recently I was watching Raw with my roommate who I love to death and she is the best. And he was sitting down and it was the segment where Dom came out with Logan Paul, who by the way, Logan Paul is growing on me. And I don't care what anybody says. It's fucking awesome what Logan Paul is doing. But that's neither here nor there. That's a different conversation. But Dom came out, and the minute he tried to talk, obviously, as we know, the boos were overwhelming. Overwhelming boos. He couldn't even speak. You couldn't hear what he was saying on the microphone. And he was, like, annoyed that she could, we couldn't hear him talk on the mic. And she was like, that is so annoying that, like, you can't hear him talk. Like, why don't they do anything about that? Like, the boos are so loud you can't hear him. Like, is there something wrong with the microphone? Like, why would you let that like that's a tech issue right like she thought it was bad and it was such a beautifully like pure thing for someone to say that like doesn't know that like that's not bad that is so fucking good for what he's doing like as a heel and what Dom is doing he's such a good heel that you can't hear him the boos are so loud and I love that she's just so innocent in saying like oh you know it must be a tech issue you can't hear him like that's not good and I'm like no 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 that's good. That's the best it could be. That's what you want. And it's funny now for me to even feel like I'm in it enough to be like, yeah, no, that's a good thing. I love being that person who's like, no, this is why it's good. But I'm going to always kind of share with you guys kind of like the innocent remarks and comments that my fake friends, uh, my fake fans, they're not my fake, fake friends. Fans. They're my real friends, but <laughs> my fake fans of pro wrestling that are my friends comment about every week because I think it's super entertaining and I've been there before. I feel like maybe we've all been there before. Whether you've been a fan since you were a child or a newer fan like me, it's kind of refreshing to have the perspective that you have because no one else will have it. And that's what I love about pro wrestling. You can become a fan at any any time. It just depends who hits you emotionally and who you like when you start watching. And I think that's what makes pro wrestling as beautiful as it does, Tony. It's one of those kind of things that I just love. So that was my first take on the segment. I think it's going to be great. It's I not mean, always good to fake things, but this kind well, of faking it, I think, is going to work for me. How often What? How often are you faking things in your uh, everyday life? I mean, let's. I don't know if we should talk about that. I know I said I'd be honest, but we might have to move on from that question. I'd have to move on because... from that. Dom putting the literal heat in Latino heat. It is amazing the power a, a character like that can wield without having to even say a word. It's um, wild. wild. Baby face or heel. And I mean, speaking like you said, being able to have that emotional connection, like that childlike magic wonder. Uh, I had my little wrestling, child wrestling heart broken this past weekend when the the... Und uh, you could say arguably, I'm not going to say, it's inarguable as far as I'm concerned. The GOAT, Mickey James, took on Trinity at uh, TNA Impact's premiere event, Bound for Glory, this past weekend. Uh, incredible performance from both ladies, but Mickey came up just short, uh, reclaiming from you know reclaiming the Knockouts world title she never lost. With Impact going back to the TNA moniker, do you think it's a, a good time to ponder 
Uh, where does Mickey stand among the all-time great knockout champions? Oh, don't even – I mean, it's not even a question to me. Mickey James is the GOAT. And listen, it's, it's no secret. Mickey James, I love her to death. She's one of my closest friends, my dearest friends. If she wasn't my friend, I would still say it. It doesn't matter. Um, like I've said before and like I'll always say, I started watching pro wrestling. It's going to be coming up on six years this year. And I already know the influence that Mickey James has had on the business as a whole. If I'm doing a Mount Rushmore of women, she's on it for me with no questions asked. Um, I loved her match against Trinity at Bound for Glory this past weekend. I thought it was awesome. And I just hope moving forward, this isn't the end for Mickey that what's next for her will be big because, you know, she's on the last rodeo. She's She's on this ride and she's taking everybody with her and it's dwindling down. Right. But I, if she's not wrestling, if she doesn't want to keep going that way, I don't want to see her gone from the business because she's to me is just too genuine, too phenomenal in what she's doing too important um, to any women's division of any company. Right. Like WWE, of course, and what she's now doing with TNA and the impact she's made from both companies, I think is huge. And not a lot of women can say that in this business that no. you've had an effect so big on more than one pro wrestling company. It's a beautiful thing that there's even more than one to talk about, right? Because it wasn't always the case. But Mickey James, if you're listening, don't stop what you're doing. I I am not done no, watching you on TV. And I love you. Yeah, don't stop. No. Don't stop believing. No. No, it's and and don't it's stop making music either because better better musician than country Mickey James. Just saying, country and I don't like country James. music. She's the only country artist I'll listen to. I mean, oh, she the woman does it all. She wrestles. She does music. She has a horse yeah. farm. She has nineteen chickens now. Wife. She's an, ama mother, she's an amazing wife and mother. Amazing wife, wife amazing mother, and she's it's, awesome. It was an absolute honor getting to see just kind of being in the TNA Impact locker room and getting to see her effect on not just the women, but the men of the locker room. I mean, she's held in such yeah. a high regard by that entire roster. And honestly, across the entire industry, when you hear the comments and, you know, like the Charlotte Flares of the world via, I mean, like Roxanne Perez in uh, NXT, yeah. they included a little clip of Mickey's Titan Tron on uh, when our, an NXT promo. I mean, again, I, I hope she has a lot more, uh, magical moments left obviously the last rodeo i think was you know one of the all-time great rides for any woman wrestler last year and getting to see her win that title at hard to kill was phenomenal so yeah here's hoping we get to see uh, some more magic whether again it's in the ring or in kind of a you know backstage role or a you know a gm role there's so many things she can do to contribute to the business so you know always good time to give someone their flowers and you know there's your flowers for mickey james take them all take all my flowers mickey all if flowers. it was valentine's day every flower would be going to you because i love you that much and you know, Mickey James' husband, Nick Aldis, now being on SmackDown is one of my favorite things that I've seen happen. And the little play between him and Pierce, like this little competition, this little heat that you kind of see between them, I am obsessed with. I think it's awesome. And I'm selfishly hoping this leads to the two of them in the ring together because why the fuck not? Like, I am so entertained by... Pierce and Aldis kind of having this riff and kind of like having the egos out there and kind of making it like, you know, going back and forth. And I like that we're seeing Nick not just on SmackDown and he was on Raw and like, you know, are we going to see Pierce like on SmackDown now going back and forth, even though he's supposed to be the head guy? Like, can he let go of some power to Nick Aldis? And, you know, the statures of them when they stand next to each other, it's so interesting when they stand head to head. And I'm all for it. If this leads to a match, I'm very excited. And, 
I'll be rooting for Nick Aldis. I'm a big Nick Aldis fan. Where, He's, well, even though he you, likes English see, soccer. See, you say you're a big Nick that, Aldis. We'll talk about it. Well, you see, you say you're a big Nick Aldis fan, but when I had his shirt on at WrestleCon this year, you called me a kiss ass. Well, you because been- you were, you're a, you're a kiss ass if you're wearing a shirt of the person that you're. You don't wear your friends' t-shirt. You wouldn't wear your t-shirt of not, someone you're friends with or supporting. Sure, but not when I'm hanging out with them. That's just odd. Like I thought he'd get a pop out of it because I showed up and he had to see me walk in with the Nick Aldis. Spoiler, shirt. spoiler alert to everyone listening. He did not. He pop. didn't. He did not pop. <laughs> he, so he he maybe did take it. my he, advice on this about you know social cues. <laughs> no offense to you, so, Tony. Social cues. Don't hang out with people and creepily wear their shirts while you're hanging out with them because it might creepily feel like you're a mark. Well, I am a mark. I don't. You I are, don't deny you don't, that I'm a mark, but like I, I gotta you, hide you, it. Well. It's like creepily. You, can't, you well, can't go on a date with someone and be like overly excited to be on the date with them because they're, they're gonna be like, "Oh, I already got you, and you're obsessed with me." You got There's there has got to be room for mystery. If there's not, then you're just. I didn't feel like that was like a date. That was like a, cause that was the first time I'd actually gotten to meet him in person. Cause we've talked, you know, um, about some of his outside projects and he's got obviously legacy supplements, um, on top of, you know, many, the many things him and Mickey do outside of wrestling. So that was the first time I got to actually see him face to face. So, you know, I wanted to make a good impression, but if you considered it creepy, I'll go, I'll throw out the Nick Aldis shirt. It'll never be worn again. Sorry, like Nick. Gabby says shirt. no shirts. If like I wore you your shirt, shirt at WrestleCon, you would have popped. You would have popped a Gabby shirt, right? Um, you would have been like, "Let's take a picture and put it on social." I also didn't know you as well at WrestleCon, so I no. might have been a little frightened. I don't know if we would be I sitting would here today frightened. talking about the show. I might have hired somebody else. Um, <laughs> but moving on from that, because I don't just want to, you know, no. make you feel well, bad about it's. It's a nice day for you. I don't want to make you feel bad and go back to your wife and kids and cry. Um, but moving on from that, speaking of apologies, we have to talk. Grayson Waller because I am fucking obsessed with Waller versus the Swifties right now. It might be my favorite feud of 2023 and I don't care because it is genius what this man is doing because his heel work of going against probably in America, the biggest baby face right now and honing at her fan base, which is aside from the pro wrestling fans, one of the most diehard fan bases in the world is insanely genius and it's so entertaining and i don't know if you saw the apology video that he put the the non-apology apology video where he was like i'm just gonna shake it off and starts playing shake it off and like he's called taylor swift a six and he said like swifties are the worst fan base of all time like even more pathetic than the pro wrestling fan base like it is genius to me, and I think it's perfect for someone like Grayson Waller, who's a younger, good-looking dude who's up to speed on the socials and the pop culture where he knows this is going to dig at them, and they are coming for blood from Grayson Waller. They hate him. And listen, I've read about people that go against Taylor Swift, and like the Swifties like legitimately go hard for her and like death threats and you're ugly and like pushing like kill yourself like literally people would come out and apologize for even just saying they're not fans of taylor swift because the swifties don't fuck around they don't play they're they don't play. They're, they're here they, they don't like the bad blood they're here for her okay and what he's doing is amazing and how he's handling it even after the the effect is just so brilliant and i am in love with what he's doing 
and I, I don't want it to end. I want it to continue. And I actually am a fan of kind of him pairing with Austin Theory because they're both these kind of young, buff, you know, good looking dudes who are in with it, in with the, uh, in with the cool crowd, in with what's going on. And I think it's genius. And I think the fact that the Swifties are taking the bait is what's so beautiful about pro wrestling because Taylor's doing the same shit, guys. She's at the games, living it up, you know, being there for her man, whatever. I don't know. It's a new relationship. It's a relationship. Shot, you know, she's got to be there for him. She's got the face. She's she's selling the facials when he gets hit, when he makes a good run, the handshakes. She's loving it. Hell of a pro worker. wrestling is fucking <laughs> everywhere, people. It is every, I don't it care is what you say. It's everywhere and it is everything. And if you disagree, you don't get it. And that's fine. And you're allowed to disagree with me, of course. But that is the beauty of what's happening. And they will ride hard for her because, listen, Taylor Swift doesn't care what I'm going to say, what you have to say. She's not going to care about the haters because she's living her best fucking life, guys. And Travis Kelsey is living his best life right now. And, yes, it's the biggest thing happening. But you think she gives a shit? If someone's not a fan of her music, she will literally shake it off. I know that's her song. That's what she's going to do. So the fact that the Swifties go this hard, I want them to show up at Raw and SmackDown with fuck you, Grayson Waller signs and Taylor Swift things and being like livid for her. Because guess what? That's fucking great for WWE and that's great for pro wrestling. Put more eyes on this shit and it's genius. And I could go on it. Listen, I'm not going to talk about how I feel about Taylor Swift and what's going on in football because... That's neither here nor there. That's a whole different it's, story. I'm not, and I can't, I, I, I can't be honest about that because I think I might get canceled at that point, but it is. What it is. I think, listen, I will say the Chiefs were already a winning fucking team before yeah. she started dating Travis. So let's all move on from it. Like, yeah. Well, oh, you know, I don't know if she's interject. a good luck charm per se, because she has been, if you, if we break down the stats and I wish I had a, a graphics researcher here for me on this uh, occasion, I because I'll put the stats out. There's a stat. And Travis Kelsey, plays she's he's playing better when she's there. He's, she's bringing the good juju. I mean, again, it's whether you like it or not, whether it's football, wrestling, anything, it's a, it's a great pop. It's a cheap pop. It's an easy ratings grab. Uh, you know, the Swifties, I don't think they were going to be scoop, scooping up any Grayson Waller merchandise anytime soon. But no. he did introduce me to a new insult for the Swifties, which I might have to use oh, in my normal lexicon. The Swamp it. Donkeys. Amazing. Have you ever called anyone a Swamp Donkey before? Uh, have I ever called? No, I use <laughs> words that I... We can't I, I like to, my, one of my favorite things to do if I'm actually angry at someone. So I'm not a fighter. I'm not a physical fighter. I've never gone into like a bar fight or anything like that. And listen. There have been times where people might push my drunk people might push my buttons and I could handle myself. I don't know if you see me. I'm, you know, I'm like five, eight. I'm pretty, pretty strong. I was an athlete my whole life. I could, if I would like to win in a fight, I would like to think that I would rather verbally like just eviscerate you <laughs> with my words. Cause I think that's almost better to do. So one of my favorite things to do is like make up curse words, put a few together, make it fun. Keep the person guessing, but swamp donkey. <laughs> was not one that's ever been in my vocabulary, which is also shocking because I fucking love Shrek. And Shrek lived in a swamp and his best friend was Donkey. You're basically, he must love Shrek. Like that's, that, that's is what you're that, telling you me. Is he's a big fan. Are they Shrek or are mind. they the donkey? So they're the donkey then. But the donkey was like the cool character of the movie, right? You've never, have you never seen Shrek? I've never seen Shrek. Okay. That is... <laughs> Probably 
<laughs> one of the most absurd things I've ever heard in my life. And listen, that you have children. Well, they're, they're, you have young children. They haven't gotten children. to the Shrek age yet. That's probably on in my horizon. Right now we're I on my little ponies and Bluey. You would watch Shrek by your, you, I mean, you're, you don't have any children and you've seen Shrek. Shrek is a, I can't even get into this with you because I have other things I want to talk about. Yes. And the fact that you haven't seen Shrek, I could go off on. And please, anyone listening, it's not just me. Please. Am I going to catch are the Swifties no. and the Shrekies going to come for me? They're not Shrekies and I don't like that. And you just made up that word and it sounds awful because okay. people that enjoy Shrek are a lot of people considering there was not one, not two, yes. but three Shrek movies. I'm not going to argue with the success of it. A monster. Great Halloween costume. Seen it, it's genius. Great Halloween costume and a great segue to uh, our discussion on night one of Halloween <laughs> Havoc and a holiday that is near and dear to your heart. Okay. And now people are going to come for me because yes, your turn. <laughs> Halloween is my least favorite holiday. Least favorite. And listen, I don't know why. And like, I'm not a hater <laughs> per se. I'm just not, it doesn't do it for me. I don't, I don't understand the hype of Halloween. Okay. I get it. You can dress up. And like, I appreciate the clever costumes. I'll sit there and be like, wow, that looks cool. Shotzi as Hellraiser. One of the fucking coolest things I've ever seen on TV. I thought she looked dynamite. I loved, and I love the atmosphere of Halloween Havoc, right? I loved, I loved all of it. The lighting, the costume, everything that they did, it was super entertaining and made it a different kind of show as opposed to just saying we're a Halloween show and throwing some pumpkins in the air. That's, you know what I mean? I loved it. I love all of that. But in as a person who's in the world, I don't give a shit about Halloween. I would rather eat everything on Thanksgiving. I'd rather get all the gifts for Christmas and Hanukkah. I'd rather celebrate my birthday. Listen, hell, July 4th, it's a lot of fun. Those holidays to me outweigh New Year's. Everything is better than Halloween. I don't need strangers ringing my doorbell at any time of the day just for me to throw candy at them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things. I'd rather just eat the candy myself. And then that's the other thing. I'm eating candy all day because not enough people come to my door. And now I'm eating all the candy. You know what I mean? The pumpkins are everywhere. There's scary things popping out at me all the time. My roommate, bless her heart, huge Halloween fan. Huge. She decorates our apartment. She puts fake bats up on the apartment. We did a car, um, a pumpkin carving, like competition the other day. If you want me to post the pumpkins, I will, and you guys can vote. I actually have the picture. Mine was phenomenal. It was my first time carving a pumpkin. If you want to see the pumpkins, I'll throw them up on my social media. But she puts this ghoul up, right? She hangs this like gross zombie ghoul like from the ceiling, and I met it. I, I call him Howard. I met him last you year. Yeah, I named him because if I don't name him, he will just haunt my dreams forever. As Where did the name Howard come from? I don't know. It just fits him very well. I've never met a Howard that didn't look like a ghost. Um, when the first time I met him, she hung him by like our big windows. And I came out from my room, didn't know he was there, scared the living shit out of me. I just saw him hanging there. I literally almost fell. So she thought it would be funny this year to hang him in my door frame with my door shut. I came home from the bar one night drinking, drunk. It was like two o'clock in the morning. I opened the door to the ghoul smacking me in the fucking face. I almost fell over and she videotaped the whole thing with our like puppy cam. So she's a little evil for that, but... <laughs> I'm getting her back at some point and she's probably listening. She's probably watching as a nice supportive friend would do. So I'm not going to give you guys the tea on what I'm planning on doing. I'll just give you the reaction for the after because I don't want her to know, but 
you do something like that to me, I'm getting you back five times as bad because that's Sorry. the kind of person I am. And that's what's going to happen. So it's always on. great. It's great leaving a cliffhanger now that they're going to have to tune in next week to find out what you what you did to your roommate. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And now she's going to be on edge all week after listening to this. So it's going to be really fun for me. Um, but moving on from that. Yeah. Not a fan of Halloween, but I enjoyed Halloween Havoc a lot. I wish Becky didn't lose the title because I loved what she was doing as the NXT champion. I understand why she did. And I know there's some a lot of talk about they don't think she did a lot with it in putting like NXT talent over. And I completely disagree. I think Tiffany Stratton. Um, that match was fucking awesome. And I could see Tiffany Stratton on the main roster tomorrow and it would make sense because now I like her that much more from that match with Becky. And I thought her match, even when she lost to Lyra, was awesome. And obviously they want to make her almost... I Actually, what I did like most was the video packages leading up, kind of giving the backstory of the two of them, kind of made it a much more meaningful match as opposed to just this is the top star in NXT and we want her to now take the title and run. But my question is now, and I would love for everybody to at me at Gablisbisa, hashtag GabbyAF, because I want to know your take on this. What's next for Becky? Do you want to see it be Jade? Because we saw her in NXT as well. We've seen Jade all over the place. And the way they've presented Jade moving forward is a huge start. And rightly so. I think Jade walks into a room and people stop talking. It's silent. And I've been in a room with Jade before, and she is, quite frankly one of the most like breathtakingly beautiful intimidating women I've ever seen in my life. And I love that they are presenting her this way because she is a huge star and you are already knowing that she's going to be this mega star. But what is her first feud? Who's going to be that first match when we finally see her in the ring? Because when we do see her in the ring at this point, the buildup, it's got to be huge. And if she started something with a Becky Lynch, who's one of, if not the top female star in the WWE and has been, and she takes her down, how credible would that make her? And as for a Becky Lynch to put over somebody like Jade coming in, I think only testaments to who Becky Lynch is because she doesn't need to go over all the time. At this point in her career, she's Becky fucking Lynch. You know what I mean? She's doing it all over the place and everything she does is basically gold at this point. But do you want to see uh, you want to see Jade go up with somebody with a title, or would you want to see her against Becky? She had that face off with Charlotte when she showed up at SmackDown. So, I kind of am very interested to know what you guys would want to see. What's next for Becky, and who you kind of want to see Jade face off with first? Because the possibilities are endless, and I don't I don't have a a thumb on where they're going to go with it. I just know it's going to be good because that's already how I feel about it, and I'm excited to see what Jade's doing because. I, I'm a big fan of Jade and I think she's going to be taking WWE by storm. And if they're going to hold off to the Royal rumble, can they hold off with just the buildup or, or are we going to see her before that? Because I'm, I'm already itching to see her in the ring. I don't think I can wait till the Royal rumble for Jade. No, I mean, it's one of those things where she's, they've presented her as a big, they've presented her. She was, you know, custom built for WWE. Even when yeah. she debuted in AEW, it was like, that's a future WWE star. That's just what I saw because again, she's just got that, superhero look um i just wonder like does she need to be established in the ring before you know getting right in there with a becky lynch should do they go the traditional route have her like beat you know beat some other talent on the roster and build up to that like i said I, royal rumble might be too far away to hold her off but yeah i'm also very interested to see what happens with lyra because i wasn't too familiar yeah. with her work in nxt and we've talked about this um nxt probably has you know next to tna impact probably the strongest women's division i think 
in wrestling top oh, yeah. to bottom. So many potential stars that can come out of there. And Lyra was not probably the one I would have personally picked to be the right. one to dethrone Becky, but uh, obviously Becky, you know, obviously felt confident enough to put it distract, you know, put her over and you know, kind of give her that you know tip yeah. of the head that nod as the next big thing. So very interested to see where she goes from here. Yeah, no, definitely. I thought Halloween Havoc for night one was super entertaining. And like I said, this is big for the women's division. I love the watching what these girls can do on NXT because I think the originality of their character work is just so great. Lola Vice is another one that I'm kind of obsessed with. I love everything she's doing. I really, really like her. I love her look. I love her style. I like you know, the like the videos she posts go crazy because of the look that she has. And I see a huge, huge future for her. Um, and I'm excited to see where that goes as well. And Tiffany Stratton, I'm I'm ready to see her on the main roster. So I hope that happens soon. Now, yeah. just switching gears a little bit because obviously Jade did come from AEW and I want to hit on to AEW just a little bit because someone that to me has been the beacon of shining light through AEW and what's been happening is maxwell jacob friedman because you can't talk aew and not talk mjf basically to me mjf has made this world title look as big as it's supposed to look because of the amount of people that are coming for him right now you have kenny omega that face off with kenny omega when he said see you in two days see you in three days and they're making it like the countdown of him breaking the record kenny's record with the title is was one of those things where I was like, damn, like I'm excited, I'm excited for that. And I'm excited to watch collision. And he's putting in the work on all the shows. You're not just seeing MJF on dynamite every single week. He's going everywhere. He's representing the company so, so well. And if the transition from him being that most hated person to now being the most lovable scumbag that he is was such a natural amazing transition that you can't even be mad about it because it wasn't like oh we hate him and now switch it up and you turn it up and now he's a baby face or now you love him it it happened the way that's a natural way gradual way supposed to happen and that's something i respect because i don't think that's easy to do a lot of times you'll just change it up it's day and night and you're like okay i'll accept it if you like it but he did it in such a way that you kind of just saw it happen before your eyes and it was so natural and you have Kenny Omega against him you have the shit with going on with Jay White you have Wardlow I loved that video package of Wardlow because Wardlow was just coming out now when he came back just fucking everybody up and he knocked over Shivani in the ring and you were like okay Wardlow's angry and he's just going to be this heel but you watched that video package of Wardlow and he explained why he's so angry and why he wants MJF and I loved it because you can't help but think it makes sense, right? He was there for MJF when MJF was the biggest asshole in the company, the most hated person doing awful things. And then he turned on MJF and he was like the most beloved person for turning on MJF. It kind of fizzled down a little bit. They never got to have that revenge. And while Wardlow's been sitting at home, he's watching MJF, in his words, fool everyone to thinking he's this great champion, he's this great guy, he's the face of the company, while Wardlow's like, I know who this bitch really is, and you guys are all being fooled by him, and I have to be the one to show you who he is, and I have been waiting for my chance to take him out. And then that scene with the stairs, like, Wardlow is fucking Rocky running up, that was just genius to me, and you can't make a title theme so important unless there's all these people coming after and that's what MJF is doing and he's keeping it entertaining. You have the question, who's the man now behind the mask? They think it's MJF. Is it Adam Cole? 
I know Adam Cole's injured, but what if that's all bullshit? Like, you never know. There's so many different elements going into it. There's so many different feuds. There's so much hatred. All the, you know, Juice Robinson and the guns are with Jay White. And who's MJF going to want to go up against? Like, who's are his allies? The stuff with Roddy and the kingdom is just so entertaining with the next strong stuff. I not going to lie and say that Taven hasn't been popping me when he was at the hospital bed with the rosary, just stuff like that. It's little things. And MJF to me, there there's no one better right now to be the face of AEW as the world champion, because he's young. He's with it. He never misses on the microphone. I don't care what anybody says. That's someone to me who I will sit and watch talk on the mic for an hour. Even if he's bearing anybody, if he's being funny, like everything he represents, everything he does I'm huge for MJF right now, and I love that all these men are coming after him. And I want to know what you guys think, because I can't put my guess on who I think the man in the mask is. I don't know. I really don't, and I wish I did. I wish I could come out here and be like, guys, this is my guess. This is exactly what I think. But I don't know, and I kind of want to know what you guys think. So, again, hit me on my socials, at GabblesBisa, hashtag GabbyAF. Let me know your thoughts on the man behind the mask and who you think it is, because... I want to think it's someone super exciting that we haven't seen in a while or something that makes sense because now that they're building it up the way it is and they're, they keep bringing it up, like I have these expectations and I don't want to be let down. I'm not one of those people that likes to be let down. So I think we need to know who's the man behind the mask. I hope we find out possibly by full gear would be kind of cool because I think that's a good like timeline. It's in about three weeks from now. So the man behind the mask, let me know who you think it is. Hashtag Gabby AF because that's the way I'll see them. And then follow me, obviously, on socials at Gablaspisa, G-A-B-L-A-S-P-I-S-A. And yeah, MJF is killing it for me in AEW right now. Another person with character work killing it for me in AEW is obviously Timeless Tony Storm. I think her, when she comes in in her videos with the remarkable RJ City, I believe that's, no, Renee Paquette is remarkable. I forget what they say about RJ City, but it's fine. RJ will forgive me for that. Um, but him introducing her and her doing the black and white videos, it's such a different thing, right? You don't see that anywhere. So I love that. And it's the first time I will say I'm emotionally invested in Tony Storm since her entire time at AEW, even when she was champion. I think her doing this is just something that I look forward to seeing on Dynamite every single week. I look forward to the little shorts, the thing with the shoe. It's just so funny. And I wouldn't mind seeing her come back as champion because that means she's going to be on TV more. And that's something that I'm definitely a huge fan of as well. And uh, something else that I thought I would never see on AEW is Ric Flair coming out, which I thought was wild because it did not see that on my 2023 bingo card, but that's why pro wrestling is such a beautiful thing. And I have to admit, I am not as privy as to the relationship and the history of Ric Flair and Sting. And I'm going to start I'm actually going to start watching more of the old matches because I'm not one of those people who was a diehard fan since I was a child. So I'm going to start watching more of like the Sting Ric Flair matches and what they've done and why they're such pivotal, you know, people in each other's lives when it comes to the history of pro wrestling, because, you know, Sting has come out and said that he's going to be retiring in 2024 at revolution. So I'm excited that Sting is going to be having a match at full gear with Darby and then the partner of his choosing against Christian Cage, Nick Wayne, and Luchasaurus because Christian Cage is quite possibly the most despicable human being on the planet, if you ask me. I don't know why he hates dad so much. I don't know why he hates older wrestlers. And why do you hate Edge so much, dude? Like, 
poor fucking edge. You know what I mean? He came in, he's coming in. He just wants to live his life. He debuts. He's like all excited. I'm Adam. I'm Adam Copeland now. Like, call me Adam. This is the next chapter in my life. I'm so happy. I'm going to be with my best friend, Christian. Christian's like, go fuck yourself, bro. Like, that broke my heart for Adam. Like, are you kidding? I, I've gotten into fights with friends before. I mean, yeah, fight, fights with friends before. Never have I told my friend to go fuck themselves or have they ever told me to go fuck myself. That's kind of the worst thing you could say, right? As opposed to like, just fuck you, never talk to me again. Go fuck yourself is almost worse. But I hope Adam is the third guy in that trio against um, Christian, Nick, and Luchasaurus, because I think that would be kind of a cool way to tie into it, because I don't think I want to see Adam and Christian just singles match yet. It needs to, it needs to simmer. It needs to bubble. I need to see the hate really, really keep going because Adam's just now just, he's, he's kind of new here in that sense. And Christian has just been like, I want nothing to do with you. So keep building it up keep going after the families because that's what he's going to do. He's going to keep going after Beth and his kids who, you know, it's, it's knowledge that his children were like, go be with uncle, uncle Jay, which is the cutest thing. And he basically said, I don't care what your kids say, which is terrible, but I would love to see that. And moving forward, that's kind of what I want to see at full gear. If you guys agree, let me know. Um, and something else, just one more thing, because I do have to wrap soon. I could talk to you guys forever. I hope you feel the same way. You could listen to me forever, because if not, I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know why I'm doing what I'm doing. But um, I will say I love the home invasion angle that Swerve did with Hangman, because I think it takes it to a super personal level. And the heat on Swerve is going to be 10 times worse. And, you know, I don't have children, but if a man that I hated was in my child's bedroom, talking to the crib, leaving a shirt in there, I would choke you out. That might be the first time I get into an actual physical altercation is by doing that. So I think that's amazing that they did that. And I think Swerve is actually killing it right now. So I'm very excited for him. And he's an uber scumbag, which is kind of nice. Um, all right. I think we're going to wrap up. Tony already left. I just hope you guys realize, I think he's a little offended that I said he shouldn't be wearing shirts in front of people because he walked out on me. I I'm not kidding. This is, this is real life. I'm going to be honest with everybody here. I'm now completely alone, which is fine because I'm single and I'm mostly alone. It's not that sad. But anyway, how I'm going to be ending my shows because I consider you guys my friends and family. What I do with my friends and family when we are done talking, I like to live in the moment for everything. I don't like to go to bed angry. It's one of those things for me. I like to say, love you. They say, love you more. And I say, L-Y-M-N-B. It means love you most, no backs. And when I say that to my friends or I say it to my family, that's the end of the convo because that's the highest you could go. Oh, Tony's back. Tony's oh, back. wow. Yay. Thanks for joining us. Don't worry. I carried the whole thing without you. Well, this is the Gabby AF show, not the another Tony. But I let everyone know that you were that you left for a minute. I thought it was because I upset you. Well, I mean, you did say that you didn't like Halloween, though, you know, that really didn't upset me too much. Um, you upset the Swifties. So I felt I like I had to represent Swifties. I didn't say anything bad about Taylor Swift. You alluded. Don't, you were don't, don't put that shit on me because <laughs> this will be my don't only fucking podcast. I will never be able to do a second podcast if you have the Swifties against me. Just saying. I mean, listen, we'll put the, they'll put the Maloika on you. You know what the Maloika is. I don't, I, I, listen. Are you Italian? I, Are you even no Italian? Hate. No hate. Am I, 
Am I Italian? I've been talking about this. I'm a pizza bagel. I'm I'm an Italian. You're a like, pizza that's bagel. What I do. Yeah, the the Italian Jew in me. Don't fucking question that shit because that's me. Oh, I don't goodness. even want. I, I'm sorry. I I, by the way, to my fans, I apologize. I've been cursing so much. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I get very very vocal and use my hands a lot when I'm excited. I'm very excited to talk to everybody. You guys have to understand and bear with me. If you know me, you know me. If you don't. Nice to fucking meet you. I'm Gabby Lisa. I'm going to curse a lot. I'm going to use my hands, and I'm very excited. I was going to tell you guys about a date that I went on recently, but I think we're Did you time. go get sandwiches? I mean, we started the show off with sandwiches. I feel like you got to, you know, complete the sandwich, put the bread together. Did the date do... include sandwiches? Listen, do you know what's a beautiful thing? It's my podcast. I don't got to do shit that I don't want to do. That's kind true. of what's a beautiful thing about it. So I'll get into the date on my next episode, and we could talk about that a little bit because it was interesting. And there's a lot going on, and I think you guys will want to hear about it. And I'm going to be super honest and super real about it. And by that time, hopefully, I don't know if he's still going to be in the picture or not, but it was definitely an interesting date, and I kind of want to get your guys' take on it and advice on it because you're my friends now and you're stuck with me. But what I was saying, Tony, before you so humbly came right back was how I leave things with my friends and family is I say L-Y-M-N-B, which is love you more, no backs, because that's the end of the convo and you already know I love you. No, no take backs. That's it. So I'm going to be ending every episode that way with you guys, because you guys are my friends and this is a safe space for us to talk pro wrestling, whatever we want and enjoy life and just take a break from everything going on, whether it be bad, good in your everyday life. I want to be that escape for everybody because this is an escape for me. So Thank you very much for joining me. This was the debut episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you'll be coming back. Thank you for the time. L-Y-M-N-B. Love you most. No backs. It's about to get Gabby AF. We about to get Gabby AF. Gabby AF. We about to get Gabby AF. Gabby AF. It's nothing less because you rocking with the best. Now we about to get Gabby AF.